Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I have something very exciting for you guys to listen to today. Today, we are going to meet one of my best friends, one of my greatest camp friends, and her name is Turtle. Now, Turtle and I go way back. Uh, Turtle and I grew up together, essentially. She's a little bit younger than me, but essentially, we grew, we grew up going to the same camp. We eventually worked together. Um, at a couple of different camps um, during our summers together. And eventually I even got to hire her um, as a unit leader um, when I was a camp director. Um, Turtle has had experience at multiple different Girl Scout camps and she's gonna talk about her experiences with you here today. Um, she is also now working with kids um, in a lot of different capacities, but she's also a writer too. So make sure to check her out and follow her and connect with her and um, be a part of this awesome Camp Kids community together. So without further ado, everybody, let's meet Turtle. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello, Turtle. It's so good to hear you. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, everyone, this is one of my beloved camp friends, and I cannot wait for you to get to hear about her experience and gone through to be able to um, have these wonderful camp memories and camp experiences. So without further ado, everybody, this is Turtle. Hi. Turtle, oh my goodness. How are you doing? Let's first start off with what is your camp background and experience? Let's just start. Let's start from the very best place, the very beginning. Yes. I started going to camp when I was, I think, nine years old. Um, and that's just the first year because I went to a Girl Scout camp. And the best way to get to Girl Scout camp was to sell cookies. And that was the first year I sold enough cookies to get to camp. Um, and so that was really, really exciting, an exciting time for me. Um, but yeah, I, I started going when I was nine years old and just kept going back and kept going back and kept going back until I was able to work there, um, at the same camp. And, um, yeah, it, it's still, and then the last summer I was at a camp, wasn't at the same camp, was at a different camp, but I, I did spend the last summer, um, summer 2022 at a camp. So it's still a very big part of my life. So then how many summers in total have you been going to camp then? I think 15, 14 or 15, um, because I remember the last summer that I was at Finbrook, which was my home camp, um, was my 13th year. So maybe 14, because then I spent a summer in Iowa. So 14 summers at, at a camp. That's awesome. So just to give some references, you're not from Iowa. You no. are, you, where are you actually from and where are your camps that yeah, you I'm from to be your home camp? Yeah, I'm from Southern Missouri. Um, and my home camp was Camp Finbrook. It was part of, um, Girl Scouts of Missouri Heartland. Before that, it was part of Girl Scouts of Dogwood Trails. Um, we merged councils, um, and then we were able to merge all four of our camps in Southern Missouri. I'm not explaining this very well. You could explain it better, but, uh, <laughs> we then had four camps that were a part of our, my home camp was Finbrook. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And that, um, is with the Girl Scouts organization. Yes. Have you only ever worked for a Girl Scout camp before, or have you gone out and experienced other types of camps too? I've been to like youth camps. Um, and whatnot, 
but I only have worked at Girl Scout camps, I think. Um, okay. So primarily Girl Scouts, yeah. If you can go way back, go back to the very first time that you went to resident camp. What drew you about that experience that you decided that you wanted to continue to come back um, year after year after year? Yeah, camp was just very quickly a place where I could be entirely myself. And at my home, um, I wasn't really able to be myself. I was kind of, I'm the oldest child. I was kind of written into a box and um, kind of told who to be, um, which wasn't necessarily entirely a bad thing. Um, It was my mom having her best interests at heart, having my best interests at heart, but I wasn't able to be myself. And at camp, I could be goofy. I could be crazy. I could say weird things. I could be awkward and just be myself. And it was outside. And I've just always had a deep connection with nature as well. And so I stayed for my first three years at least at Fidbrook. I stayed in the same exact cabin. It was cabin four at Oak Ridge. I just have very specific memories of um, being loved in a different way um, at camp and having those leaders just be there to be silly and crazy. And it was part of, we, we separate often our stories into camp world versus real world. And it's really true that it is two different things. And the camp world was where I belonged. Um, and it's where I felt, the first place I ever felt like I belonged. Um, and that's what kept drawing me back is, is just having that sense of, um, being entirely myself and not being judged for it. Even when I messed up, even, even when I messed up and made mistakes and did dumb things, I was obviously reprimanded for it when needed, but then I was still accepted back into the circle and continued to be loved. So my goodness, that was so well put. I think that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that and to connect to that. Um, Sorry to drop this, um, but if you can't tell, Turtle is a writer and a very excellent communicator. And I think she eloquently put that out there for all of you guys just now. So, woo, she's already dropping some fire already. I love it. So, So speaking of, you know, some of those first experiences that you had at camp, you mentioned that there were some people there that just allowed you to be you. Who were some of those people um, that inspired you at camp and how did they go about doing that? Um, well, um, not to play this card, but you were one of the people that inspired me because you were always unashamed and just Joe Bob. Joe Bob, Joe Bob's here. Joe, everyone knows when Joe was walking into the room because you had this big, huge personality and just you radiated joy and love and acceptance. And that was something that I always inspired, aspired to be like. Um, and I don't remember if you remember this, but there was one time um, you were the camp director and you said, you told me, and I'm not going to get this word for word. It was a long time ago, but um, you said something along the lines of, I can't be on the ground as much anymore. I have to be in the office. So it's your turn to be Joe Bob. 
and in a different way you said it in a much more eloquent way you know I obviously wasn't becoming you but you said it's your turn to shine your light and be the biggest and um, just be joy for everyone and that really um, encouraged me to like wow I can do this I can be like the people that I want that I look up to you you can be the people you look up to you can be better than the people you look up to because you're going to be your version of that um and so that was something that really inspired me um Nala also um was a person who really inspired me because she had a lot of wisdom um just about very important things in my life Um, I could go and ask her questions and she had very open, honest answers. And I struggled through a lot of different things through my teenage years, as we all do as teenagers. We struggle through a lot of different things, especially identity. And I was able to go to her and and just she listened and she really cared. And she helped me in a way that no one else really was able to because she had a lot of intersections of identity in the same way that I did. Um, and so she really, really is one of those people when I look back, um, at who I am as a person and how I became that, I think of her a lot. Um, and obviously there were a lot of other counselors that along the way, there are some that are still doing camp, um, which is crazy that inspired me. There are some from Iowa, from the camp that I've only known them for a few years, but they really inspire me. Um, And just, I think the thing about camp is that everyone has something to offer. Um, And we all bring our unique personalities and just somehow we all mesh and we all create this magic. Um, And I think that's the thing about camp that draws people back is that it's just so different and we all bring our own little pieces and we make this crazy magical puzzle. Um, and I don't, I don't think I could, I could sit here probably all day and list counselors. I remember my first counselors that I ever had were Journey, Duffy and Thumper. Like, and I can name that just immediately. I was nine years old and I remember exactly who they were. I remember exactly what they looked like and how, how they acted because they had such a big impact on me and they didn't even realize it. And that's the thing about camp is that, I don't know, I could, I could go on forever about the people that impacted me. Um, but those were the main ones, I think. That's so wonderful. Oh my goodness. And I, since, you know, I know you and a lot of my camp experience has also been with you. I relate to that with Nala as well. I mean, just what an incredible human being. And you're right. I think a lot of other people who went to camp very young, remember their first counselors, like the back of their hand, they could probably tell you what their hair color was, what their eye color was, what their quirks were, because they made such a lasting impact. So I hope that we can share it with those people as well so that they know um, what a lasting impact that they've made on you as well. But speaking of camp names, um, obviously we went to a camp where um, not only was it required to have a camp name, but you always typically had a story that goes behind your camp name. So share with us, um, how did you come about having the camp name of Turtle and what's the story behind that? So... When at our camp, at Camp Fenbrook, um, when you got to a certain age, which was in middle school that changed all the time, you got to become a camp aide and that's when you got your camp name. And so I remember showing up at 
the lodge for registration and I didn't really have a camp name yet but that year I had done basketball with my school and my nickname in basketball was Bam Bam and I thought oh that'd be a funny camp name I get hurt all the time and when I told I don't remember who it was someone in registration asked me what my camp name was I said that my mom goes absolutely not and I don't know where it came from or why. And I usually didn't listen to my mom, but I listened to her this time. And I'm really glad I did because I think Bam Bam didn't fit as much as Turtle does. Um, but the way we came about Turtle is that it's something my dad had kind of sort of called me. Um, primarily because my my family was very... Uh, regimented I guess we had dinner at the same exact time every night we had dinner at six o'clock and then we watched Wheel of Fortune at 6 30 I don't know if you ever watched Wheel of Fortune but that was our thing oh yeah family <laughs> that was our thing and so we would have dinner at six and we would eat and everyone would be cleaned up and in the living room by 6 30 except that sometimes I wasn't because I was a very slow eater and I was just very slow about and meticulous about specifically about eating but about certain other things as well and so my dad would sometimes say come on turtle we're all in the living room or you know come on turtle um you know pick up your plate you know and just weird little things like that and that's just kind of how it I don't remember exactly how we remembered that in the moment of camp names of wanting camp names um but that's that's where it came from and my dad is a person who I've always looked up to and admired and just in so many ways because he's such a strong person and so I think it's really fitting that he's the one who gave me my camp name and that my camp name then became like the purest form of my identity so my story isn't as fun as some of the others but um that's my my camp name story that's awesome I don't know I would say that with our camp experience you know at that middle school age when you're finally able to come back and Um, be at camp in kind of like a different persona. Like at middle school, you're really able to embody, it's like a rite of passage almost, Mm -hmm. like to have a camp name and to be able to, you know, put that together and everything. So I know at least for me, it was a very big experience to be able to have a camp name. It sounds like it was for you as well. Um, Big question here. Um, Throughout all of your camp experience, whether it was a camper or working in the leadership program or being a counselor, what was the most important lesson that you've learned from camp? This one is difficult because I've learned a lot of things from camp. When I go back through my life and look at like who I am now, what I do now versus who I thought I was going to be versus, you know, all of the above, I turned back to camp as the the thing who that turned me into what I am and so I think I can kind of put that together in the lesson of it's okay to be yourself because I think for a while and still sometimes I struggle with oh well what if I'm not accepted for who I am and like I said earlier camp was that place that I was accepted for who I am um even at the times when um that person you know butted heads with other people um which is gonna happen no matter where you go I was still accepted because we were at camp and this is you know we were here to do we had a goal we had a purpose which was to make magic for kids and adults and everyone um 
but that that lesson of it's okay to be yourself just it's it's I think when you talk about the thing that's most important to you it's always going to be hard to articulate um what you mean especially in this this big of a question um but it's really it really is I don't know I'm, I'm getting off the rails my brain's kind of going everywhere but um it really is the place I learned how to be myself and I learned that it's okay um to be crazy it's okay to be different it's okay to not be the things that the world tells you you're supposed to be um it's okay to march to the beat of a different drum um I do that at work and I still sometimes have to explain myself but I don't apologize anymore for who I am because of camp because I I know that I am who I'm supposed to be even if it doesn't fit the mold of other people and of society um I think that's the cool thing about camp is that we're not there to fit into any mold um we're there to make magic end of all things we're there to do a job but we're there to not fit into anyone's mold to just be ourselves and I love that I can I could take that lesson and apply it now to real world where maybe I won't be going back to camp but I still am able to be myself and I'm learning even more things about myself um and I'm able to adopt those and collect collect all of the pieces of things that I'm learning about myself and actually become them because I have the power inside me that was given hope, um, kind of, I guess, this joy that was given to me from my time at camp and that becomes an ability to to be myself. I, I absolutely agree with that 100%. Um, and you've done a really good job of, you know, kind of explaining, you know, how you you use that in what we call the real world you know everything that exists outside of camp so i'm just curious um what do you do in the real world and how do you use things that you've learned from camp um to apply it into what you do in the real world yeah so i'm a behavioral interventionist which basically is a fancy term for someone who helps kids um, with behavior regulation and emotional regulation. I do that both at a school and then I also will now be doing it in homes. I've done it in homes before, uh, back when I lived up um, in Kansas City. Now I live back down in Southern Missouri. Yeah, I think the thing that I take with me from camp when doing that job is to just make sure that I apply magic to everything I do which sounds kind of hokey, um, but just making sure that what I'm doing isn't just boring and mundane and by the book. And um, I, I'm not a very strict rule follower. Um, I like to make it up as I go. Anyone who has gone to camp or worked at camp, especially those who have worked at camp, can tell you that you learn a lot of things about flexibility. Um, and flexibility has been a huge thing in my life and in my job uh, that I've a skill that I've really needed and used. Um, and so I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing, honestly, is flexibility. Um, but knowing also that I can bend the rules and I apply my magic to a situation. And um, I've been told that, 
you know, just little things like, hey, you, you did that differently than I thought. Um, or, um, hey, that's an interesting way of looking at that. And I really enjoy having that um, creative perspective when it comes to things. Um, I think camp really nurtured that creative perspective as I was growing up. I think there's always multiple right answers. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with that last statement that you just said. Camp, you know, with working like a, with a lot of different types of individuals, you realize that there, there's a lot of different right answers. Um, usually there's, you know, two truths and then, or like two people's truths and then what actually happened to, and you've got to make sense of everybody's truth and how that can fit into what you're doing, no matter where you're at. Right. So, yeah. And I don't know, I think there's just something about when you strip technology away, you strip the real world away, you're able to meet someone where they're at so much easier, especially just when you don't have a lot of different distractions. So that's something that I think camp just amplifies out of a lot of people. You just become so much of a better problem solver and a better communicator because um, mm-hmm. you just don't have all the different distractions out there. So I agree with that completely. If you could bring anything from camp into your everyday life, what would it be? I would bring more outdoors into my life. When I'm not at camp, I spend a lot of time inside. I think there's just something magical about being outside. Um, And like you said, being stripped from technology, that's why we call it two different worlds, the camp world and the real world, because they are, because we, we took technology away, we took the connection away. And like, even, I'm even a person where um, on my breaks, when I worked at camp, I didn't use my phone because my phone became a negative thing. It became, you know, a, dis- a distraction, like you said. And um, I I wish that I had more outside time and less technology time in my real life. And I don't spend a lot of time on technology um, in general. I think there's something magical about being outside and being separated from it, which, you know, I'm I'm lucky to have some opportunities in the upcoming year to do that. Um, even outside of camp, just having other opportunities to go to a place and strip myself of technology. I think that's that's something that's kind of special that we've lost because the world is now dominated by technology and we spent two years just doing everything on Zoom. And it's kind of, it's a changed world, but um, when you get the opportunity to just take a break from your phone or your screens or whatever, um there's just something different about the world and you learn a lot more um even without like saying anything really you can learn a lot from just being outside oh yeah I completely agree um and I found myself um doing that a lot now I wasn't at camp this last summer but I was able to spend a couple weeks um at the same camp you were just at and I found myself doing the same thing too when it was my break like the last thing that I picked up was my phone First thing I usually did was go take a shower and go eat some food. <laughs> Those <laughs> yeah. were the priorities. Um, but <laughs> usually I remember the first day that I went and I checked my phone like immediately on my break. And then slowly as I was getting back into the camp world, I was like, Ooh, I'm not going to check my email today. That doesn't sound like that's going to be what's best going to serve me at this break. Um, mm-hmm. So I totally get what you're saying there. So switching gears now, if you could change one thing about your camp experience, what would it be? I struggled with mental illness my entire life, Um, starting especially in middle school, where those very formative years of um, becoming a camp aide, getting a camp name, learning, um, kind of becoming a new persona in a way. And 
I let my struggles with mental illness and all this stuff, it was a very difficult time for me. And I didn't really have a lot of people to support me, um, especially in the real world. Um, So I leaned a little bit too heavily on some people at camp. And I feel like um, in the end, I may have hurt some people. Um, And what I would change is just the peace that I now have looking back at camp and the the happiness and joy. I wish I would have fully immersed myself in that while I was there, especially as a camper. Um, I think I, it's hard to explain, um, but there are some people I wish I could maybe even apologize to, but knowing that I then became a counselor and dealt with those same kind of campers um, was kind of my pay it forward, I guess. I ran away one time as a camper. After becoming a counselor and dealing with that as a counselor, I never would have done that, you know, going back uh, because that's a terrifying thing to lose a child in the woods. Um, And, but I learned from, from that, I learned that, those people really didn't care about me and I could have run away at home and hide hidden in my room for days and nobody would have cared but I ran away for you know what was it 10 minutes maybe and I was found and I was talked to and I was supported and I was helped and I was watched for the rest of the day and that's the one that you're like you have to pick one um I introduced a song to camp um, a few years into my working at camp called Hey Burrito. And I think that it was a, I learned it as a theater exercise because I, I went to school for theater. Theater and, and its connection to camp is a whole other ball of wax that it's fantastic if anyone ever wants to talk about it. But I introduced that song and I really enjoyed it. And I think um, it was really fun because it was really fun to, to have like a song that was attached to me. And maybe it wasn't my absolute favorite. There were a lot of others that I would go to. Um, I can't think of many right now except for the the mango song, um, which is, is that's a story that you can tell sometime on your podcast. Oh my gosh, yes, um, but absolutely. I remember specifically when you introduced that song because not only did it have a huge effect on you, it had a huge effect on me. I'm an elementary music teacher. I teach that song. Um, every year as one of the warm-ups that I do and every time I do I always think of you because you were the person that introduced it and I remember that being like the song of our summer of 2016. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here but I would love for you to sing a verse of it. I don't I know it's a repeat after me song so I don't mind being your echo if you're totally up for it. Okay first of all that is so funny I did not know that you taught this song. Um second of course we can sing it I want you to know that I will be doing the motions in my room okay I will be doing the motions in my area too uh sorry friends you'll have to ask for a different video if you want to see what the motions are later okay this is a repeat after me song this is a repeat after me song hey burrito hey burrito hey 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 burrito hey 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 burrito mm, yeah burrito yeah mm, yeah burrito yeah taco bell taco bell taco bell taco bell guacamole cinnamon twist guacamole cinnamon twist i love that song oh, oh i do too and this is not sponsored by taco bell not however 
I must say, after singing that song, I always want to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. Yes. Very good one. Okay, speaking of food, what is your favorite camp meal? When I think of camp meals, um, this is a very, very specific story. But when I was in middle school, I also had um, trouble with um, eating. And also, I just worked so hard, I never gave myself a chance to eat. So there were several times I would be sitting in the walk-in fridge eating a bowl of mandarin oranges. That's just my story about camp. I just kind of ate because I also I'm a vegetarian um, and then later kind of became a vegan. And so there were a lot of things that I couldn't eat at camp, but I ate a lot of mandarin oranges. I don't know where I got the mandarin oranges because we didn't have them often. But for some reason, I just always got mandarin oranges. It was Jif that would make sure I had them. I don't know where Jif got the mandarin oranges. But um, my favorite like actual meal, um, I have to say Camp Sacagawea in Iowa has just the best food just the best camp food that ever existed i don't know how they do it but i got like tofu teriyaki this like mushroom kind of like a sloppy joe but it was made out of mushrooms there were so many crazy things and then also this dairy-free brownie um i i even asked the cook i said where did you get these i want to buy them for myself and she told me where she got them so I'm going to buy them for myself. But they did a really, really good job of uh, meeting dietary needs. It's always a really difficult thing to do when you're feed- trying to feed 100 people and they all have different dietary restrictions and needs and whatnot. Camp Sacagawea, man, best food, best camp food. Oh my gosh. Yes, no, I can fully attest to that. Okay, what is your favorite camp tradition? Hands down, no doubt about it, wish boats. What does that look like? Yeah, so Wishboats was a thing at Finbrook, where I grew up, um, where Joe Bob actually grew up, too. It, we At some point during the week, we would have two different craft sessions. One of them would be our camp-themed craft. The other one would be our Wishboats. We would paint a small block of wood um, that had a hole in the middle, um, and we would paint it and personalize it and whatnot and let it dry. And then at, on the last night, um, the week... Our sessions, our camp sessions were usually one week long, so it was usually on a Thursday night um, that um, we would get our wishboats back and we would put a candle in the middle and we would all sit around the pool. We would sing different kinds of camp songs, slower camp songs, and we would go around and share the best parts of the week. And then by year, by the number of years, starting at the biggest number of years and going to the first years, we would light our boats by how many years we'd been at camp and put them in the water. And so it usually started at like 15 or 16, I think I remember, which was usually like the camp director or the cook or someone who had been there for a long time. And we would go down and then all the first years we would make a wish. Um, Well, you would make a wish when you put your boat in the water, but we'd always do a special wish for the first years. It just was such an impactful ceremony And I remember that it just was the best part of the week. And I'm not sure why. I think it's where I felt the most magic um, at camp. But I, yeah, I legitimately can't explain in words what it means um, to me. But that that definitely hands down is my favorite camp tradition. And it it really was only at Finbrook. And we tried to get it to go to other camps as well. But it, it really just was a Finbrook thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
so many times I put myself back there, you know, when, you know, night has fallen and we're sitting around the pool. So I have like a, it's going to sound weird, like a camp shrine in my little office here. And I have like two of my wish boats out. Like that's Uh probably one of my most priced, priced pieces of camp there. But I have to say, I love that tradition. What I loved even more was having to jump in the pool afterwards to blow out all the candles. Right, um, right. It was always, and, and that's when the, the CITs and stuff, the counselors and training got to do that as well. And that was a big part of being a CIT was helping clean up the wish boats. And you might be thinking, oh, they were, you know, went to wish boat ceremony in their swimsuits. No, we no. jump full on in, in our clothes literally like at the most sentimental point at the end of the ceremony when everybody's crying we just dive on into the pool so and that was the best <laughs> that was cool because you you have all this emotion going on and then you you cut into it with this joy and uh-huh. just this weirdness and I think that that was the cool part um one of the cool parts I remember the first time I got to lead the wishboat ceremony that was one of the most amazing feelings because it was something that meant so much to me and I was getting to lead it as the leader you got to sit on the diving board and that was really cool I felt super epic sitting on the end of the diving board leading the wishbone ceremony I just that's the memory burned in my brain I'm sure that there's probably some lifeguards listening right now being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you did that. Like that is such a safety issue. You're jumping in the pool, sitting on the diving board, but hey. We had lifeguards we there. We had lifeguards there. We had, man, we were so in ratio, but you know, <laughs> that's just, that's the way we rolled. Um, so I'm throwing in this question in here because you've mentioned a lot of really good um, camp people here. Who should I interview next? Who are some people that you think that the Camp Kids podcast should reach out to to grab some interviews and put on our podcast? I think Jitterbug would be a good person because she's worked at a lot of different camps. Oh, yeah. Um, and done a lot of cool things. She was also one of my first friends, one of my first real camp friends. We were um, AIDS, I think. She might have been a CIT. And we were doing Postman's Walk, and I didn't feel good that day. And I was nervous for some reason. And Postman's Walk is just a little tightrope up in the sky between two trees. It really wasn't a big deal. But I made it a big deal because I was being dramatic and I didn't feel good. I was feeling a little sick. Um, but she encouraged me and she talked to me all the way through it. She, was, she wasn't a counselor. She was like a CIT or an aide at that point. But just had that counselor energy of... Um, everything's going to be okay. You're doing this. You're doing a great job. She has a lot of the magic of camp just in her life as well. I agree. I will definitely be reaching out to Jitterbug because um, she holds a very special place in my heart as well mm-hmm. too. Um, what do you miss the most from camp? Like when you often like are thinking about your camp experiences, what is the one thing that you always come back to missing the most? This is something I say a lot. Um, it's the little things. I I mean, I obviously miss big things like wish boats and I miss big things like camp sings, like singing around the, uh, at, at the lodge or by the singing tree or, you know, I miss those things. But I also miss things like um, the time that I, me and Slacker and a unit of AIDS ate cake off the floor and like, <laughs> like just the, the little things that you can't really replicate in real life are the things that I miss the most. Weather reports, 
like you don't do that in in real life and that's that's something that's hard to explain I miss the shenanigans I miss the little things I miss singing at dinner and doing shipwreck dinner and um like I can't do that in my life like I I live alone I don't even have a, a pet yet I'm working on it but I I miss that camaraderie with other people and just the the little things I miss the little things I agree absolutely agree well my last question is for you is um where can people find you if they want to follow you on your journey in the real world um or if they have questions for you I'm pretty easily reachable on Instagram my handle is Emmy talks to walls um it is a theater reference um but um m-e-m-m-i and then talks to walls um and my dms are always open for anyone with questions or anyone who just wants to chat or anyone who wants to make a new friend um i have a lot of camp friends on instagram that we send memes to each other uh camp memes and all that kind of stuff so um yeah that's probably probably where you can reach me awesome Well, thank you so, so, so much, Turtle. I really appreciate you taking the time um, and doing this and sharing all of your awesome experiences um, for the Camp Kids podcast and for being the first full interview for the Camp Kids podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly appreciate you and who you are in my life. So just thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me. Wow, I am smiling from ear to ear after that one. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to Turtle and her camp experiences. And I hope that you will also consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing our podcast out. We have just started and we are growing very rapidly. We've got some great interviews coming up with some um, people who have worked in different parts of the country. Um, As always, if you have any questions or if you would like to share your experiences on the podcast, please email us at campkidspodcast at gmail.com. All right, my camp kids, um, that's all I have for you guys for now. But remember, this is good night and not goodbye. (laughs) 